Why, hello there. My name is Dalton, and welcome to Highlight the Creative, a podcast show where we interview other creatives. We talk about creativity and community. So sit back and enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Highlight the Creative. I believe it's episode three. I'm here with my special guest, Sarah Jones. Sarah, how are you? I'm all right. Are you? Are you? <laughs> like now I know that it's happening. I'm a little nervous. You were so like, oh, I get to talk about I myself, for, talk an about myself hour. for an hour. And now you're just like, uh, hello. So shy. Bueller. I'm just, I'm just shy. So Sarah has a very dark, deep secret that she does not let a lot of people know about it. I'll be honest with you. I was kind of shocked when you told me really? about your deep, dark secret. Really? That makes it sound so bad. <laughs> I know. It makes it sound like you murdered somebody. I mean... Kind of. You did? Did you? Could these people you murdered be fictional characters, i.e., like in a book? Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't caught on yet, Sarah <laughs> hasn't murdered anyone in real life yet, but she, she is yet. currently writing a book, and we're going to talk about that today. Uh, I'm super excited about it. I mean, me too. <laughs> well, are you, okay, so. You like because we've been reaching out to people like, hey, we're we're doing a podcast, season two, pilot to creative. We need guests. Um, and you re- and I, we made a post and you reached out to me we're like, hey, I do photography and writing. And well, we already had a photographer on, so I was like, well, yeah. you know, well, you know what else? What else do you do? You said you write. What kind of stuff you write? And you're like, well, I'm writing a book right now. <laughs> and I was like, okay, let's talk about that instead because that's way cooler. Not way cooler than your photography, but I, <laughs> I, we haven't had anyone on that is writing a book, and I really want to talk about that. Yeah. So, where do you want to start? What? Okay. So, what got you into reading and writing? Let's start at the very young age. Okay. Well, I actually couldn't read at first. Like I had no interest in it when I was when I first started school. Like most people. Yeah, in first grade. No, I like I was behind. They were afraid that I wasn't gonna be able to read. Oh, okay. So well, I had I to. Like my grandmother forced me into after-school program where I would go and they would teach me to read every day after school for the entire first grade. And then when they finally were like, "Hey, you can read now. We're gonna stop making you do this," I was like, "Hey, I kind of like this. I kind of want to keep reading. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, I'm gonna keep reading." So you were like forced into it. I was forced almost. into it almost, but then I found that I loved reading. I loved being able to disappear into these worlds that I could choose to go into and just kind of started from there. What book like started it for you? What was the defining moment? Cause I have a defining moment for me when I fell in love with reading. It was with the book Holes. Oh, it's so good. Well, the books that I first started reading were like Magic Treehouse. That's where I started was Magic Treehouse and then went into harder books from there. But originally it was Magic Treehouse. Okay. What is what's Magic Treehouse? I don't know that. You don't know Magic no, Treehouse? I, I feel so personally offended right now. Are you gonna murder me? Is this This might be where the murder is? <laughs> She's got happens. a taste for blood. <laughs> there I can't even remember the writer, honestly. I haven't read him in so long. But um, essentially it's a brother and a sister who find a treehouse in the woods around their house. That sounds and it's kinda full scary. of books. That's kinda cool now. And <laughs> it went from scary to cool. They can go into these books that they read. Okay. They like disappear into the books and kind of have an adventure in the books, in the stories, sometimes in history. Like I remember one book where um, they go into, they go onto the Titanic. Okay. And they just have adventures. 
That's and come back to their world afterwards. So it's almost like um like a book version of Magic School Bus in a sense. Yeah, kind, kind of. of. Yeah, I mean, there is an ethereal woman. I can't remember who she is, but she's what powers the treehouse. She's the magic behind it. Oh, that's cool. It, reminds, it also reminds me of the Doku tree off Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? A little bit, about? yeah. So, okay, so you you know how to read now. Um <laughs> So there wasn't any, it's just the Magic Treehouse that was like kind of I remember reading you. the Magic Treehouse and then um, in second grade, my best friend gave me the first Harry Potter book. Oh, okay. So Harry Potter, I guess, is is where it my obsession started with words and reading and writing. Okay. So what, what did you think? Like, how long did it take you to read the first Harry Potter book? Actually, I'm a fast reader. It took me a day. Wow. Man, okay, so... Going off another subject here, going going with Harry Potter though, okay. isn't it cool? Like how she ages the diction or the dictation of the books. Yeah. Like the first book is like very childish. Yeah, because the books grew up with the readers. Exactly, and then like the seventh book, it's like full school in seven years, and it's just like <laughs> full it's so much more like the diction is so much more um, mature and educated, yeah. and, and it's not just like I mean the characters in it were more mature and educated. Yeah. Like she did such a great job with that. Yeah. I just I always wanted to talk about that. I absolutely adore the Harry Potter books. Oh, yeah. oh, I love it. Did you ever go to any of the midnight releases for any of the books? <laughs> what do you mean? Did I ever? I went to all of them. Did you really? <laughs> Except for the first one because I was in second grade. So you were able to go to the second, third. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's so awesome. I, I went to all the midnight premieres for all the movies. Nice. And I've been to Harry Potter World. <laughs> I want to go there so bad. Oh my God, it is amazing. I bet it is. It is so great. I bet it's magical. It's magical <laughs> so okay so did you I, the one i went to was the sixth one um because i i we talked about another podcast about mm-hmm. how harry potter changed our lives we should have had you on for that I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know you were a big potterhead i'm a huge potterhead well i knew you liked it but i didn't know you were like super into it do you have like any like tattoos of harry potter i don't have any tattoos i don't either but um if i were to get one i would probably have harry potter themed one yeah I don't no. know. Like tattoos are cool. I just don't know what else. I'm what terrified to get. of pain. <laughs> pain doesn't bother me. Like I grew up like in hospitals and getting poked well, and prodded. I do, but I don't want to go and do it, you know, voluntarily. <laughs> I just I'm like, yeah, whatever. Stick me. And he's okay, go for it. Yeah, draw blood. So at what point were you like, man, I think I could do this? Like I feel like I could write my own stories. I don't think it was like a thought that I could do this. It was a a need. Like I remember specifically, it was third grade. My best friend and I were bored with the books that we had access to. And we wanted a story that we could kind of like an, a self-insertion story, a story about us, okay. but not us. Thing, like being able to do things that we can't actually do. I've always written fantasy because that's just what I like. It's right. what I read. It's what I know. So I just had this need in third grade for me and my best friend to have something to read that wasn't something that I could find at the time. Okay. So I, my first story was about a girl and uh, two girls, actually, that could turn into animals. Oh, nice. One could turn into a wolf. The other one could turn into a bear. And they were protectors of this wood. And the wood got burned down. And they had to find who did it. That's a really cool storyline. <laughs> 
Like, that's really interesting. But uh, but keep in mind, this was a third grader that wrote this, so it was not good at all. But the, there's so much potential there, though. Yeah. It's such an interesting, like, story concept. I've always been able to come up with pretty good concepts. It's the writing part that takes effort and time. Yeah, I feel like that's, like, any writers. Like, if you ever... Anytime I've read about a writer I like or an author, it's always like the hardest part is sitting down and writing. It's yeah. it's not the lore, it's not character like creation, it's actually sitting down and making these people mm-hmm. do what you want them to do making in your head. Making the story. Yeah. Um you cuz you said something very interesting before we started the podcast. Um you were like, "Well, I just started writing because those stories that I wanted to read weren't written." Yeah. And I wanted to create that. And I, I thought that was really cool and really beautiful. Um, so, like, do you have any of those stories from, like, when you were third, fourth grade? And, you know, They're kept? all in um, notebooks, like with, spiral notebooks. With, like, the R spelled backwards and everything. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> my handwriting's always been terrible. <laughs> but um, I think my mom has kept a few in a hope chest that I can take whenever I want. Right. I haven't, like, searched it out. I had a story that I wrote in uh, middle school. That was another self-insertion, but instead of two girls, it was me and all of my friends. And Okay, what was that one about? Oh, God. Um, I mean, was... The Bear and the Wolf was pretty cool. Like, I actually want to read that. <laughs> this one was uh, five girls who were friends. Two of them were sisters. I don't have any sisters, but I had one friend that I felt was like a sister. So she was the one that was the sister to the character that was based off of me. Okay. Each one had the personalities of my friends, and they also had powers that awakened after a meteor shower. Okay, that's really cool. Like, that's another cool, like, story. <laughs> they were, yeah, they had, they named themselves, they basically turned into, like, heroes because when the meteor shower happened, some shadow creatures came with the, the meteors and started killing people in their city. And you were in fourth grade? I was in sixth grade. Sixth grade. When I started writing this one, and I wrote it all through the, my middle school years so, so you six, were in sixth grade eight. when you started killing fictional people yeah because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, no one died in the ones before that right you got to add that little twist in there to, to push the character forward yeah and the yeah. whole and uh, like the end of the book because i wrote it was like a really long book i had a i had four folders full of printed out sheets where because i that was the first time i had a computer at home yeah and a printer so I wrote it on <laughs> Notepad of all things, hey, that's... and would print out a page a day for my friends to read because they were reading the story as I wrote it because it was about us. That's what did they think about it? They all loved it. I remember them waiting for the next page, and then when I ended it, we were going into high school, and they kind of lost interest at that point because it was three years later. Right. So you wrote this book for three years. Yeah, it was basically like, like a... a daily comic. Like but it wasn't comics, day. it was pages. So did it end, how did it end? Did it end well? Or was yeah. it like was there a lot of like teenage high school inks in there that was just like, if Sydney, she left me for Benny and like, you know. There was, there was times where it was like that because middle school was hard for everybody and I would use my writing to make, to take out my frustrations on my friends when we were all fighting, which was often because females fight for some reason. Don't know why. Yeah. Hormones. Yeah, hormones, man. And it ended with um, the the girls in the story were older than us. I always, for some reason, wrote older till I, my age now. I don't write older. I write my age and sometimes younger. 
But when I was in middle school, they were always older. So the book ended with them going to college and having defeated as, as many shadow creatures as they could, but one girl stayed behind to finish off the rest. So all the other friends got to go and go to college and left, and one friend stayed behind. Wow, that is so deep. <laughs> were you, did you see yourself as that one friend, or was it someone else in your fan, um, friend no, group? No, it was actually uh, the girl that was my best friend in second and third grade. It's the same girl that's been with me the whole time. She actually passed away. Oh, wow. Before we started, well, actually, freshman year, so... That's when I finished it. She's the one that stayed behind. That's awesome. Oh, that's it wasn't a... like purposeful. She had already passed away. And I was like, well, I don't want her to continue in the story if she's not actually here for me to base anything off of. Right. But that's such a good, it's such a, like an honorable and good way to remember her by. Yeah. Because in a sense, like the person that stays behind, that's the one that's most sacrificial and that's the strongest and the most honorable. And I think that's, that's just really cool. Yeah. I love that a lot. Like, that's really good. Man. So I'm excited. I'm, hearing these stories makes me super excited for the one you're currently writing. Oh, God. I've been writing that one for a while. The one that we're getting ready to talk about? Yeah. How long? When did you, when did you start on it? I started this story when I was still in college. I've been out of college for two years. What was your I, major in college? I know that's kind oh, of... Oh, I majored in... Um, Visual communications and media studies. Okay, so you were kind of in the writing yeah, field anyways. Cause... I, I don't have enough confidence in myself to, like I didn't when I started college, to actually go into writing, like getting a degree in English or anything. Mm -hmm. So I was like, hey, this is kind of like writing. Let's let's go into this. And it's such a different type of writing too. It really is. Like it's so journalism and visual communication writing is just like, Instead of saying the big, beautiful brown bear ate berries by the river, yeah. journalism's like the bear ate berries. Yeah, like you can't use any alliteration or fancy words. Yeah, pretty much cut out all adjectives and adverbs and just noun, yeah. verb. Yeah. Very like, to the point. Yeah. You got to make sure that a two-year-old can read it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so you started in high school. Um, was there something like, was it boredom? Was it just like a character or something like because, you know, like I've always heard, I, I'm no, I don't read the Twilight series, never read them. But like with that person who wrote Twilight, Stephanie Myers, is that correct? Mm -hmm. She said it was from a dream. Yeah, was so it was uh, J.K. Rowling. Yeah. And so, mine was too. So it was a dream. So like, yeah. What I, can you talk about this dream? Yeah, like, I mean, I remember it wasn't like a full-fledged, like already had a plot line or anything. It was... Um, it was like a, a scene, basically. Okay. And uh, the scene was this giant, huge white mountain with a city at the base of it. And built into the mountain was this huge white palace. And it had a really huge, like, waterfall falling behind the palace. And the waterfall fell into a white river that wound through the city. And it zoomed in at that point into this huge, really beautiful white stone palace that had a throne in it. And the throne looked like it was made of glass. Okay. And behind the throne, the waterfall fell through the throne room with the waterfall behind the uh, throne. And on the throne was this dark shadow. Okay. And it was very weird seeing this dark, evil, red, gold man sitting on this throne with all the white 
and gold around it. Because gold was also in there for some reason. Gold so like, and white. Like contrasting colors. Yeah. Okay. And um, the scene went from, from seeing that to in another part of the palace, a girl that's gray. Okay. With streaks of gold through her. I mean, like it wasn't... She had like normal coloring and everything, but I would just I could just sense white and gold is what I saw when I looked at her. And she was white, white, gold and gray. And she was fighting with this other person. And then that's how the like it, well, there wasn't any like action or anything. It was just seeing these the scene. like fighting against or fighting together fighting against. OK, so it's almost like you got a glimpse with colors the mm -hmm. like a personality of what they're like in a sense mm -hmm. that's really that's really cool so like <laughs> so when you had that dream did you start like did you wake up and start writing right there and then or did you just ponder about it for a little bit uh, i woke up and um i started writing the characters personalities that i got out of it mm -hmm. and the and then from there it just morphed into i need to write this and actually like set down something and build a world around it and because I, I knew it wasn't earth it right. wasn't this world and i wanted to explore that more so i started world building oh nice did you draw like any maps or i actually i did i had someone else i uh had a friend that i met because there's i've been writing for so long there's a website called wattpad oh i've heard of wattpad yeah well before it changed like it's changed recently where you don't really it's more it's got money involved now. Like, I mean, money was involved then too, but it was more of a collaboration that you could get with like, hey, uh, you read this story, give me a critique, tell me what I could fix about this, I will help you with this. Okay, so it was kind of like a tradesies. Yeah, so I would critique people's stories, see what I saw that I thought that they could change or just tweak a little bit to make it a little better. And I had a friend on there who um, would, do gra like graphics basically he could build um he he mainly did covers for people for their stories okay but he also occasionally would do maps for worlds for cities for countries and i asked him to do a world map for me with just like a blob that i sent him a, a like a regular like what i imagine it being and he like put rivers and mountains and all this stuff in there for me that's really cool and so like is he is he from the united states because no he's from the uk i don't really i never knew his actual name or okay anything. the reason why i'm asking is because i know uh i went to college with a girl her, her name is barbara and she had, she's from gosh where's she from the czech czech okay. republic mm -hmm. um is it still called czech republic or is it czechoslovakia now i think it's czech republic i don't I'm know i'm not sure Anyways, like she's I, she's I'm not Czech. Geography major. <laughs> I don't wasn't. Know. I did not. <laughs> I know it's it's one of those one of those countries, Eastern Europe. But yeah, she she was when she was in school and her and I were together. She would um not together but in school together. Um, she's like a, an artist. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, she's an author in Czech. Like she's got published books in Czech oh, cool. and stuff. And she was telling me like she does the Wattpad a lot. Yeah. So that's and that's why I was wondering like is was is he from also United States or is he like from Europe? No, you, there's ever they're all over the place. It's really cool. Like I love like the whole 
authors and future writers out there have like this community that they can literally just say, Hey, I need you to critique me yeah. here. Could you do this for me? It's like, you're, you're trading your craft too. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure like later on he may ask you like, Hey, can you help me do this, Sarah? Yeah. And I think it's awesome. So you've got, you got the world building. Is there any, um, how is it written? Is it written from first person, third person? It's actually, um, it's third person, but it's, Three, sometimes, no, four. There's four different perspectives. Okay. Usually, like, the way I write, I tend to write, is it's not in first person, but it is centered around one person. Like, it's from their perspective, but not, like, in their head. So kind of like George R. R. Martin does, in a sense. Like, how he's got, like, John, Kat, and Eddard, but it's... It's still third person, yeah. but you're seeing it from their perspective. From their perspective, mm-hmm. yeah, that's how okay. I write. <laughs> nice, that's really cool. I, I, I honestly prefer that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm hearing a, I too much when I read just kind of pulls me out of the story. Well, I just got through uh, uh, reading Armada by Ernest Klein, and mm-hmm. it was written in first person. And I feel like sometimes first person, like they, I, I just feel like you're just being a crybaby. <laughs> like, does that make any sense? Yes. But I get when, it. when it's third person. It's just it's not that bad because they're not in their their head that much. Mm-mm. I mean, so, you can occasionally hear what they're thinking, like what's going on in their like their thought process, but it's not all that you read. Right. So, did you do like any research on this? Like after you were like, okay, I'm going to write this book. Like, um, there's some authors out there. Like my one of my favorites, Pierce Brown, who does the Red Rising series. He does research like in Greek and Roman mythology, but it, his series draws heavily from that. Yeah. And he also researches like military tactics and stuff like that. I have been I have been researching military tactics. Okay. Because it's coming into play. And I've also done a lot of like um, nobility and um, relations between nobility and commoners and relations between different nobilities, royal protocol basically. Okay. Because the main character of the story is a princess. I mean, duh, I'm a girl. The main character right. is going to be a girl. But um, she's not exactly the normal princess. Like I said, when, when I saw her, she was gray and white and black. She's a little iffy on morals. I was going to say, like, the gray kind of reminds me of, uh, for some reason, the word un- untouched is coming up. <laughs> not like Not like physically untouched, but like, you know, you're untouched. Like you're out of touch, I mean. Like yeah. you're out of touch with where you're at. She's very much in touch, but she's morally gray. Gotcha. She does what she needs to do to get the job done. Okay, gotcha. Basically, um, the gray, the black figure, the black, red, and gold figure that I saw is her father. Oh. And he's not exactly a um, kind man. And she's try Like basically the, the, the whole plot of it is... Um, the King Merrick. A little bit closer. You're doing you're doing great. <laughs> the King Merrick is um he's been reigning over this country for her entire life. She's twenty three, so twenty three, twenty five years, maybe two years before she was born is when he came to Yeah. So it's about twenty five years and um he's not good at all. So you've already got names and everything. Oh yeah, I have names. What can you? Because like I said, you haven't you haven't you're writing still. So I asked you beforehand, like, what do you feel comfortable talking about? Um, so what is her name? Uh, her name is Ithne. How's it? Ithne. Ithne. Yeah. Okay. So is there like a, a language you developed too? Kind of, sort of. Mm, I kind of. 
because um, again, it's a fantasy book. So there's um, people in the world called Graceborn. Nice. Essentially, what the the it's magic. It's what's like uh, underlying everything. It's what's created this mountain and the White River coming out of it. It's what created the entire world. But um, they're called Graceborn, and she is Graceborn. The entire royal family is. They're called True Hand. That's their last name because that's who essentially gave the world magic, gave them the grace. So they're all called True Hand. And um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, you're good. I'm, I have so many questions now that the choice that you went with grace for magic and all that because, you know, like I've always Because, heard... well, I mean, I went with grace because they, they think that it came from a god. Mm, gotcha. From their god is where they got it. So they're called Graceborn because it's his grace that they have. Well, see, I was thinking like grace, I've always heard as unmerited favor. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking like magic, it's like, like anything's possible type of thing. Essentially, yes. And that's what's cool about writing and, you know, having people read your books and you, everyone's going to take something different away from it. Uh-huh. And so it's, man, I'm excited. I really want to read this. Like <laughs> I legit really want to read this. Like it's it, like, it's. Yeah, I have a, I have about uh, 370 some odd paper, pages already written. Okay. I, and I plan on writing a lot more, probably around the same amount. I'll probably be about 600 pages when I'm done with the first book. I plan on it being more than one. How many books would you like it to be? Right now with what I'm thinking about happening, probably around three. Okay. Then each one being about 600? Yeah. Gosh, that's a lot. It's awesome. Yeah. So when you're when you're writing, like how often do you write? Do you have to kind of get in the mood or kind of like what, you were, what we were talking about earlier? Like do you just have to sit down and like I'm writing today, don't talk to me? I have, um, okay, essentially I have an editor that I've kind of employed okay. through a website that I'm a member of, and they have, um, what's the word I'm looking for here, like goals for me to reach, and if I don't reach it in a certain time, I get yelled at. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> so, I mean, like, sometimes I have to sit down and force myself. What website is this? It's called Readsy. Readsy? Yeah, R E E D S Y. Okay. Do you do you pay them to Um you do. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. It's like... just it's it's like a stipend a month kind of membership thing. Do and then think... if you have a, a editor that you end up liking, you can um essentially just email back and forth and come on a uh an amount of money to pay them to keep on and keep editing with you. So they so they also edit too. Yes, there's they do multiple things on Readsy. They have a whole like forum full not forum but like a list of editors that you can choose from. There's also people that'll help you title your book. They'll help you create a a uh, book cover. That's pretty. And cool. they'll help you get it to the right people to get it published. So do you uh, do you already have a title and everything for this, or is it something mm-hmm. you want to wait? I don't have a title. Because um, I'm not sure what to name it. Okay. Like I have no idea what I'm gonna name it. <laughs> Man, that's that's exciting though because. Okay, so <laughs> going back to the uh, since we're talking about names, do you mm-hmm. and do you have a cover for it yet? A cover, like yeah. no, because I don't have a name for it yet. Okay, gotcha. But I have an idea of what I'd like the cover to be. Basically, I'd like it to be what I saw in my dream. You did a really good job of, of descriptively like a description of 
like describing that because I could just picture and I thought it was really cool like how the the waterfall was like falling through through the throne room. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. That's a, it's a big point in the book. I feel like the, the river actually is pretty essential to a lot to do with the royal family. And I love that because it's like the the water is a life source. It's it flows. Yeah, it's, it's flows where, through the city. Through mm-hmm. it flows through us. Um, and then, man, that's that gets it's me excited. Like, it's like their um, their touch point to true hand. Right. To their god, that's where they go. Like the the places that they worship. It's not so much temples as it is like. Just like, okay, you, have you been to the river? Like the, the Illinois River? Have yeah, ever, yeah. Like, have you ever been camping? Yeah. It's kind of like how you are set up around a campfire, but instead of it being a campfire, it's the river. And the, the priest stands right by the river, and they do their whole okay religion thing. So it's almost, um, it's literally kind of like getting back to, Oh, I'm not going to say primitive side of things, but it's more or less like embracing like just like Mother Earth or like the mm-hmm. the natural and not just like because, you know, with us, like going back to like our life, like we stay inside quite a bit. And if we stay inside quite a bit, we kind of tend to get kind of ner- like anxious, stressed and like depressed. But for me, I know as soon as I go outside, I feel so much better. Yeah. Like I feel refreshed. I love I, cuz I love water. I love swimming. Oh, I do too. And just and you know hiking so that, that makes a lot of sense. It's kind of like you're getting it's almost like like an avatar type of thing too. Yeah. Like you're becoming one with everything around you. Yeah. I mean, um it's it's the river doesn't go through the entire country. The country is very large. But for this this city, this main city, this is like the epicenter for everything to do with the, the city, the country. So do you already have the ending planned out for book one? Yes. I have most of it planned out. I just have to write it. And so I, so it's like, so it's like, and this is just me, like I said, you can answer yes or no. So I, I'm thinking like, I'm like picking your brain here. I feel like book <laughs> one is going to be like the introduction to you the city. You don't even know anything. Though. I know, but like, I'm excited about it. Cause like. I haven't I, even mentioned the other parts of it. I know. It, it, okay. You know who the main character is. Okay. And she's not the only main character. So who's the other? Who's can you talk uh, about the other characters? Yeah, there's there's three others, but uh, two of them you don't meet till closer to the end. Okay, like uh, so setting up for book two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the the first one is Ithne, and then there's another one named Aphis. Aphis. Aphis is a commoner in the city. So that's he's, he, secretly he, Graceborn. I would be him then because I'm a commoner, <laughs> but I feel like I have a lot of potential. <laughs> but yeah, he's a, he's secretly race born. I thought you were going to say he's secretly racist. Because, oh no, no, he's not secretly racist. <laughs> he's secretly ra- grace born. Okay. Uh, because um, in this world, the, the, the way you can tell who's, if someone is touched with grace is they have unique colored eyes and hair. Okay. Depending on what their grace is. Oh, so the grace is like different magical powers. It's like, no, it's not different magical powers. You can do anything you want with it, but some people have a more of an affinity to something else. Like uh, a healer, they, they're they more geared, their grace is more geared to healing, but they can also use it to light a candle or something. Okay. It's just not as, it's not attuned, but um, detailed. Like they can't do just as much as they could healing. I mean, doing other things as they could healing. 
it's like they can do whatever they want, but if they choose to go down a certain path, that's kind of like what what their grace is made for. That's what the grace kind of yeah. gives them the power to do. Yeah. Interesting. And the um, my favorite thing about uh, Ithne is um, because your the the coloring in your hair and your eyes when you're grace born is it varies because each family has a certain color because that's the color of their grace, and her family's color is gold. So she has golden hair and golden eyes, while her father, who is essentially supposed to be stronger than her, his coloring is brown, just streaked with gold because he's not as touched with grace as she is. Oh. <laughs> so it's like, does the grace, can the grace like be taken away or? Yeah. Okay. According to True Hand, yeah. So d- just depending on like the characters, probably. Um, character literally like i mean they think that because that's what they think true hand is like but then um another character in the book is the um the high wizard he it's just a name they don't call anybody wizards usually it's graced but he's called a high wizard and his name is uh merrick no that's the dad what is his name Haman. Haman. okay it's Haman, and he is a uh, grace born but he's very powerful and also just as bad as Merrick, if oh. not more. He's what kind of tainted Merrick. Okay. But he still has lots of grace and it's very geared towards not nice things. Gotcha. So it's kind of like it goes back to what you were talking about earlier about how they can they can use a grace how they how want. How they want. However, there's probably, and I'm, correct me if I'm wrong. Is, is is your story very much good versus evil, or is it is it more like, as you said, it's a is it a gray? It's a, it's, it's gray. It's a very gray area. Like uh, certain people think yes, there's good and evil, mm-hmm. but like the way Ithne thinks of it is, her dad is evil, yes, but to get to it, like he has a certain reason for doing what he does. And she has to keep him happy with her. So she has to do some bad things. And mm. it's okay because in the end, it's going to help. So it's kind of like choose between the lesser of two evils. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, I may have to kill these 5,000 people, but yeah. I'm going to save these The 10, entire 000. country yeah. in the end. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, gosh. That's... Man, you gotta let me read some of this. This oh, is like this is like it sounds really good. Like it's like right up my alley. Yeah, like um, she has a way of thinking about it. The way she thinks of it is she has a mask that she wears around her father and around Hyman. Not Hyman. That's a body part. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> sorry. It's okay. Um, what is his name? I literally just wrote like three pages yesterday. Yeah, well, you're probably brain dead from writing. Oh, you're talking about the the commoner? No, the the high wizard. When they're around, she has to be a different person. She has to be essentially her father's protege. Okay. She has to be a, a cold-hearted, mean person. Where's her mom in all of this? Um, or is that something you can't answer? No, that's something I can answer. Uh, her mom is from another country. Okay. They married as a political thing. Like there is no love between them, but she remembers her mother when she was younger before an accident. So is is her mother still? Uh, her mother is still alive, but still, essentially it, not a person. 
Ah, that's interesting. Like, okay, so is she is she Grace as well, or is she? She is also Grace, but that's kind of why she's not a person anymore. Interesting, man. There's so many. Okay, so there. Okay, so there's Merrick, um, the king, the king, um, Hyman, the body part, <laughs> um, or the high wizard. Okay, wh- what's her name again? Ethne. Ethne. Okay, and then the commoner. What's his name? Avis. Avis. Okay, so it's okay. Is there going to be like a love story in there? Uh, maybe or maybe, kind of. It's like hinting at one there's not going to be like a blatant they kiss and now they're together thing okay that makes sense like is it going to be okay and also later on are you going to introduce other characters yes um at the same time as this uh, getting to know the main character ithne and aphis doesn't even come in in the first like 200 pages okay he's the he's one of the other main characters but there's also um the person that she was closest to when she was younger and his name is Eliab. Okay. And he ran away when they were 16, tried to get her to go with him to join the Sentinels, which is a uh, rebellious group that is trying to overthrow Merrick and get rid of him. Is it just over Merrick or just magic people in general? Just Merrick. Okay. Because there's too many grace born in this country to just get rid of magic people, to get rid of the grace. Uh, they are going, they want to change how the hierarchy is. Okay. Because in the, the world, the country is called Vis- Visariel. Okay. And uh, in Visariel, the Graceborn are above everyone else. They are, they tend to be more on the noble side of the, of the hierarchy. Okay. Gotcha. So are you taking, cause I, you, I'm, I assume you're taking influences from like, probably like, books you've read or yeah. inspirations, right? Um, which everyone takes inspirations from inspirations. I mean, that's just how we are. And that's kind of what creates original content. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, like I said, going back to Pierce Brown, like he has so much Greek and Roman mythology, yeah. like stuff in there, but it, he, he's made it original. Um, did you take anything like that's actually happened on in the world, like politically? Like, or like, <laughs> is there like any type of hint, like maybe like what's going, like growing up, you know, we've had a lot of, and I'm not getting political, but like, is yeah. there any type of political things that you've added in there as well? Like that goes along with the rebellion and along with the King Merrick or? Not that I'm consciously aware of. But maybe subconsciously. But probably subconsciously, yes. Okay. But consciously, I haven't really thought that it, there's anything that's influenced it outside of things that I've thought of or that I've read. Has something ever influenced you in your writing that wasn't from writing? Like, was it like maybe, have you ever been like listening to a song and like, oh man, I'm gonna, that makes me wanna write? Yeah. Uh, a lot of the times it's music. I listen to music while I write. I have um, specific playlists that I listen to when I'm in a certain mood for a certain scene. Oh, what kind of playlist is that? Um, a lo- uh, when I'm just writing to write, it's usually like piano, classical music kind of just like keep you focused and yeah okay and then like i have one playlist that's full of uh punk music okay for when i'm in a certain rebellious mood and you feel like murdering people yeah <laughs> have you heard you watch how i met your mother yes you know that song murder on the murder train <clears throat> i imagine that's like what you're listening to is you oh. kill off all your characters 
can't remember his name now. What is it? It's not Hyman. What is it? <laughs> it's Game. Game? Yeah, Game Ways. Game Ways? Yeah. Okay. That's the, yeah, not Hyman. Don't know where Hyman came from. Don't know where that came from. It is what it is. So, okay, so you're writing this book. Do you have like an end date? Like, do you know, like, has your editor slash, you know, whoever's coaching you on this, like, hey, Sarah, we're going to have this done by this date? I don't have a specific date, but I do know that we're both hoping that I can have it done by the end of the year. So like, so saying that and asking my next question, is there a step to be published? Is that in the works right now? The person that I chose as my editor actually works at a publishing house. Okay. Uh, She works at the Penguin Publishing House. Really? And um, she already said that she would like to put it in front of a... um, not an editor because she's already edited, but essentially the person that because they have people at the houses that read books that are sent in and chooses to give it to the next person. And she said that she would like to put mine in front of one of the people that could do that. But there's no guarantee that it would happen. Right. And so, I mean, Penguin House is Penguin House, right? Is that yeah, what it's, it's called? Penguin House. They hang on. I want to look up. I don't have my phone. Look, just real fast, I just want you to kind of name some popular books from Penguin House because that's really amazing to ha- to know that you've had um, an editor that works with Penguin House that is literally like, yeah, I want to see what we can do to push it's this It's Penguin forward. Random House. Okay. I think, isn't Red Rising on there? That's a, I think it might be. I think he goes off Random House or something like that. Okay. Um, I don't know any of these. Oh, Tom Clancy is on here. Yeah, Tom Clancy. Um, let me see. Okay. Uh, reaching for iPhone. Oh, The Fall of Shannara, um, or whatever that's called. I know that book. Um, a lot of Star Wars stuff, Tom Clancy. Hang on. I just went to the first link. <laughs> We're gonna publish our what what browser is this? Is this Chrome? Google. Google. I don't use Safari. Okay, so I'll edit all this crap. <laughs> do do do. Oh my gosh, take forever to load. Sorry. <laughs> so, just to name a few, um, East of Eden by John Steinbeck. It's a very popular book. Um, Never heard of it. Weathering Heights. Oh, I have heard of that. Little Women, 1984. Devil on the Cross, never heard of that one. So these are like a lot of classic, Where the Red Fern Grows. Yeah. Um, Lord of the Flies. So a lot of these books, um, Penguin Random House is publishing um and they do publish still to this day so it's it's just amazing to me that i've had somebody that works there yeah i think it's amazing and i think that's exciting i'm and i'm like you go I, like i want you to leave right now and go home and just keep writing like <laughs> why did you agree to do this podcast you need to be home writing right now and you go home and you need to, like drink like five red bulls and just go in your room and lock yourself away uh, sure. <laughs> I, I mean, that's a, a, a legit mix. It's a lot that. harder than just like it's 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 very 
what can I say here? It's hard to do that. It's hard to write. Like I enjoy it. I love it. But I also kind of hate it at the same time. Right. Because of people reading it and then judging. That's I'm afraid of that. That's why I haven't done anything with it before. That's why nobody really knows about it. But I mean, that's that's the truth of anything you do creatively yeah. though. You're always gonna There's be There's a lot of things that I don't do because of it. I couldn't tell you how many times someone has sent me a meme that makes fun of a white person starting a podcast. <laughs> like I it's at least three or four times. Probably, I, I believe it. And it, people are kind of mean and judgy. Yeah. And and my thing is like, you know what? Like if it makes you happy, do it. I, yeah. And I try to tell myself all the time. But. Well, it's not even that. It, I mean, yeah, if you love doing it, doing it. But, like, here's the thing. Um, there's a quote by uh, Gary Gary V. He says, the people that are booing you are in the stands. They're not out there playing. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, people are going to judge you. People are going to make fun of you. Or they're going to laugh at you. But at the end of the day, I mean, there's going to be people out there that are going to love your story. Hope. <laughs> that are literally gonna I mean, they're gonna it's gonna release, it's gonna get published. There's people there's gonna be some, you know, girl that's gonna find it and read it and fall in love with it and it's gonna inspire her to start writing stories and get with her best friends and write a story a page a day, you know? And 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 after that it's gonna be like a fandom, you know. There's gonna be who knows, you may be That a, is my dream, but you, it's you, hard to keep that in my mind when I'm writing. Right, and 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 obviously it's, it can be a pipe dream because everyone, yeah. everyone, like I said, everyone does podcasts, everyone writes, everyone plays music, everyone plays video games and makes a living for it. Who cares? Like if you love doing it and it's something you're passionate about, well, let those people boo you. They're not out there trying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Screw them. That man. resonates. Like screw them. <laughs> They're not trying. I would say a more harsher word, but. I'll save that for another podcast. <laughs> but seriously, like when, I mean, I'm sure that they're probably just being funny, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? Screw you. You're not out here. You're not you're trying. Not, you're not putting the work in. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe. I think the fact that you guys have like multiple podcasts going at once is amazing. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. It, I've, I've learned a lot about myself and my people I do the podcast with and it's um it's very humbling it makes me realize like how important it is to work I think that you call together. those friends is that what they're called is that what these people are called I literally called people I work with <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're my friends but so going okay so since we talked about friends th- does writing sometimes get lonely because it's kind of like a one-person deal I mean I guess it could to some people but I also I mean I'm not just writing alone i'm in someone else's brain i'm writing with other people around me i'm writing about these characters and these characters are very real to me (laughs) right so i've always heard it say too like writers when they're writing um when the character makes a choice or when the author writes the character out to do a choice i've always heard your author say well no it was that they decided to do that not me yeah, because they have their own personalities. You're like, I just wrote it for them. Yeah. Like, I just wrote it pen to paper. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, like, um, I was talking about Eliab asking Ethne to leave and go join the Sentinels with him. And she wanted to, definitely. She hated her father. She hates him still. Right. But she sacrificed her own happiness to stick around and make sure that she could inherit the throne and save the people 
So she was there for the greater cause. Yeah. I mean, that was her decision. I would have liked her to go with them and written from a rebellion point of view, but she needed to stay. Okay. I always feel from you, what I hear about you talking about it, like I feel like it's two planes, like her father is on one end and she's on the other. And it's almost like, this is just me. Like I said, I, I haven't read anything, but just from you talking about, this is what I'm getting from it. And once again, that goes back to just how beautiful books can be. Yeah, People can get different things different from things it. Different things from everything. I feel like the father is the spectrum of selfishness in making very much so in making the hard choices but she's more or less selfless in making the right choices she tries to be it's like she would rather make a choice that would hurt her yes but he would rather make a choice that would hurt other people yes yeah you got that yeah okay so i'm excited and man i like i think this book is gonna be amazing like once you get it done i'm super excited about it there's a lot still to it my favorite part about it, though, was the world building. I loved going into that. Right. Yeah. Like, I still kind of tweak it here and now every once in a while because there's a lot to it because it's an entire world and you have to think of politics and right. the economy, trading. Did you, like, study into that, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier? Uh, I did when I was first starting, first started real world building. I went into looking into stuff like that, but um, I don't really have a brain for it, but I tried. <laughs> Is, do you have like a lot of makeup, like made up words to associate? Like, like is currency called something besides like dollars and cents? Most and... of the time I tried to stick with what I knew. So like it's just gold and silver and bronze because it was easy for me to remember and not too complicated for my own brain. Okay, gotcha. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, uh, Yeah, see, I mean, it's... essentially it's earth, but with magic and not exactly shaped correctly okay well I've always <laughs> like the, the physics and stuff are still the same the climates are a little different but it's essentially the same okay so do you have like any um is there any like made-up words or new things like that you have created there's creatures and stuff in it that aren't it, normal okay like um there's creatures called the burned ones interesting <laughs> They were created when a uh, grace born in the past, very long ago, centuries ago, tried to, um, he was doing an experiment and essentially it backfired and it burned an entire forest. And this forest isn't just a little area. It goes an entire, it goes around an entire mountain range. Okay. And it used to be called the Blue Wood Forest because the mountain range it goes around is the Indigo Mountains called that because the rock is indigo colored right blue yeah and it it essentially like seeped into the ground and it caused the trees to sprout blue leaves oh that's cool yeah i don't know how it happened but that's how it happened in my brain yeah <laughs> i don't think it'd physically actually work i mean but it's a world with magic come it, on <laughs> it sounds like to me the science like the science behind me because you know it, trees are green because of chlorophyll yeah and that's like their source, so it must have gotten sourced from the rock, yeah. and it's blue. Okay, yeah. But um, when this experiment backfired, it caused the entire wood to burst into flames, like super hot, not just normal. And it, the the grace also touched the people that lived in the villages within the wood, and it turned some of them into pure magical beings, fae, which is something we know, but in this world they're not fairies they're 
magical beings. Okay. And then the other spectrum, it turned people into into mindless beasts of fire. Yeah, gosh, <laughs> so scary. <laughs> it is. And the, the wood got changed from the blue wood to the scorched forest. Okay. Is it, are you kind of, and it, it, I couldn't help but think about the first story about the bear and the wolf. Is that, I like woods. <laughs> is, well, did, did you get inspiration from that? Were you trying to bring that back? Or? I mean, I always have a magical wood in all of my stories. Maybe, yeah. That's right. always been a touch of everything that I've done. Do you like do you like hiking a lot and being out like do, in the yeah. woods and stuff? Okay. I go hiking with my dog. No. <laughs> so like, and that's always been like that ever since like a young age. Yeah, I I was an outdoors kid. I would say it seems like. Some of the, like, well, what, the guy who created Pokemon and Zelda, they mm-hmm. all loved animals or being outside or being in the woods. And it's like they all draw inspiration from childhood and, and brought it to, like, the thing that they created themselves. Yeah. So it's it's really interesting. Because when you were talking about the wood and it burned, I was like, ah, the bear and the wolf. <laughs> Going to come back and kill somebody. <laughs> nope, just the burned ones. And they, they like to burn anything that's not already burning. Because the wood, the, the scorched forest is still burning. Oh, okay. it's essentially on fire constantly all the time now. Okay, that's yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, you, you got to be careful when you go through there. Yeah, I would not go through there. Um, so I want to kind of talk about the houses real quick. You you mentioned there's different colors. Is there also sigils for their house as well? Or um, they have family names, but they don't really have sigils. There's only well, there used to be, but when Merrick took the throne, uh, he outlawed all the all other sigils, but the the royal symbol. Okay, so he's kind of made like a monarch. It's all about him. Slash yeah. dictatorship, yeah. it sounds like. Um, and Man, I had another question about the houses. How many is there? In the the main, the, the capital is called Lion Hall. And in Lion Hall, there are 12 noble families as well as the royal family. Okay. And Eliab is from one of them. He's so, from the Hartwell family. Was uh was it is there the number significant? Not really. Thirteen. I didn't know. Thirteen's my favorite number. Thirteen. Ah, <laughs> bad luck. I see. Man, I, I was born on the thirteenth of September. It's my favorite number. Yeah, I was born on the fifth. I'm not a big fan of the f- number five though. I don't well, know. I mean, it's it's more than that. My little brother is also born on the thirteenth, but in May. Okay. And uh, thirteen and seven are my favorite numbers. I was say I like seven. Yeah. Well, Grevin, my older brother, was born on September seventh. Oh, you guys are so close! I my did not older, know this. My older cousin was born on May seventh. Ah. So all the kids in my family are born on either May, September seventh, or thirteenth. That's interesting. I love it. That's it's really cool. It's one of cool. my favorite things about my family. That's awesome. And it's also like influenced me because thirteen and seven are my favorite numbers. Yeah. I can I can see why you like thirteen and seven now. It, makes it feels a lot like of sense. it's supposed to be that way, right? It's like it's meant to be. Yeah. Okay, so we talked about a lot in wrapping up and in closing. <laughs> so, do you think twenty twenty is like the year it could possibly drop? Hopefully, and I'm an- trying my hardest. <laughs> and another question: If if Penguin Random House doesn't pick it up, do you plan on? Doing someone else or trying for someone else or I self-publishing? I plan on sending it to everyone that I can. Okay. Because, it, I mean, I've worked so hard on it for so long that I, I'm i going to try my hardest to make sure that something comes of it. Okay. It's not just something that I can pass around to family and friends. I want it to be something that 
someone I don't even know can pick up and read. Yeah, just give it a shot. I mean, like I said, no one else is doing it. No one's yeah. out in the field but you, so you might as well. Yeah. That's exciting. I'm, I'm Sarah, I'm super excited for this <laughs> book. And I would love to read like a chapter if you oh, would God. if you would let me. I could, yeah. I won't judge you. I won't even critique you. I'll just I'll just say, yeah, it was awesome. Okay. Um, or I'll say, eh, I didn't like it or whatever. It's not for me. Yeah, but if if and like I said, if I do say something like that, it's not because it's not a bad it's yeah. a bad story. It's just it's not for me. But yeah. man, everything you're saying is god it sounds amazing like it sounds really exciting and i'm legit excited for you um do you have and you also do photography yeah um are you gonna start like a page or anything for your book and i mean i could but then people would have to know about it <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with that though that's exciting yeah but, yeah, yeah i guess <laughs> i, I kind of need a name for the book first okay so i'm gonna be your second editor oh god Okay, I want you to figure out a name, get a page. I don't know, I don't know how that works for writers. But, <laughs> okay. But I'm just excited about it. Um, so Sarah, thanks for coming on. Um, if for for in the meantime, since you don't have a page for your book, where can they look at your photography at? Oh, uh, Sarah Dippity Pictures. On okay. Facebook. There's like it's my name and then Dippity like Serendipity, but there's no N. Yeah. Play on words. Let's <laughs> see what you did there. Ha ha. Yeah. Well, we'll make sure to link everything, and once you do get a name or a title page, let us know because we'll we'll freaking post it on the Facebook page, okay. and the website, or whatever we have by then. Because twenty twenty is it's a it's that far it's away. Getting, it's getting close. You yeah. better get home and start writing. Oh, I thought that was thunder, but it was no. The it's just, air that's just our really loud air conditioner. <laughs> In closing, Sarah, thanks for coming on. We're excited to see the book. We're excited to see your photography, and we're excited just what's going to happen for twenty twenty for you. Ugh. Well, for the world doesn't end by then, because I would oh, like God. to. I would that like would to. Be, that'd be great. <laughs> I would like to read the whole story. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to Highlight the Creative. I am Dalton. We'll see you on the next one. We're super excited about this season. Make sure you go back to listen to previous episodes if this is your first episode. Also, check out our other podcasts. We have a podcast called Modern Thinking Podcast, where we talk about ideals, events, and public thingy, my boppers, a bunch of different stuff. We also have one called Saturday Night Happy Hour where we just get on there and giggle and drink. Thank you so much for stopping by. You guys have a good day. Bye.